or something great. What's up, Victory? How are you today? Looking good out there. Listen, we have got people online with us today. I wanna welcome those of you who are gathering with us online. We've got people from South America, Guatemala, and Australia. I'm not gonna try my Australian accent because you would just laugh. But I wanna say welcome. We are so glad you are joining with us today. We've been spending the last few weeks, if you're new to Victory, in talking about uh, hearing God, that in order to walk in the greatness that God wants to free within us, we need to learn how to hear and respond to God's voice. And it is so exciting. This is one of my passions, just learning how to hear God speak and helping others to do that. And in the first week, uh, Johnson laid out the message for us, man. He told us that we all have the ability to hear God speak. That's not just for those who stand on the platform. I have the ability to hear God speak and you have the ability to hear God speak as well. That we hear God through his word, through the Bible, the written word, which is the truth. It's never changing. And that the Bible is meant for us to not just receive information, right, in our head, but it's meant to create revelation, and transformation and transform our lives. Last week, Pastor Dennis was in the house and uh, that's right, grandpa's in the house. And uh, he gave us a great word talking to us about how God speaks to us through prayer. And then as we hear him through prayer, we're to pray and obey what God is calling and saying to us. But today, everyone say today. I am excited because Oh, you don't have to say you're excited, but I mean, you can, but I'm excited because today we're going to spend time talking about the visual side of how God speaks. Some of you are like, what? Yeah, we're going to talk about the visual side of how God speaks. How many of you in this room, you're a visual learner? All right. Online, are you a visual learner? If you're driving, don't put your hand up, but online, right? If you're a visual learner. How many of you are aud- you hear audibly, like you learn more through uh, audio? Audio right? Some of you, okay, we got both in here. Here's the thing. I am a visual learner. So like I see something like this image gets impressed into my mind. I see it so clearly. It's like impressed in my brain. And uh, when we talk about hearing God speak, God speaks visually as well. I remember one of my friends, um, she used to say, Summer, you're like a human map. Because I would go someplace and I could remember visually every turn, every way, how to get there, which is implant in my head and in my mind, because God speaks to me a lot visually. And so just like we all learn in different ways, some of us are more, we, we learn more um, through audio, like some of us learn more visually. And so when it comes to hearing God speak to us, we've talked a lot how we hear God, right? Through our ears, maybe in our mind, he's speaking to us and audibly, but some of us in this room hear visually. God speaks to us visually. Now, let me just say this. One is not better than the other, okay? It's not better than the other. It's just that God has created you in your own unique way, and so he's gonna speak to you uniquely by the way that he designed you. So some of you might hear more audibly, and some of you might see things more visually, and so because God speaks through audibly through his word, he speaks through, through prayer, but God also speaks visually through dreams and through visions, right? A dream when you're sleeping or visions when you're awake. Sometimes when you're in prayer, God might speak to you and give you a vision of something, 
right? So today we're gonna talk about how God speaks through dreams and through visions. We're also gonna talk about how God speaks through words of prophecy to encourage us and uplift us words from other people. But the other thing we're gonna dive into and spend some time in today is knowing God, is that you speaking? How many of you ever wanna know, God, is that you speaking? Right, we wanna know, God, is that you speaking? Whether it's through a word of prophecy or a dream or a vision or maybe even something we hear in prayer, God, is that you speaking? I don't know about you, but uh, how many of you, I have a friend who who just gave me a word last week and uh, she introduced a new biblical word to me. Actually, it's not in the Bible, but let's just call it Christianese. And it's called a prophylai. (laughs) Not a prophecy, but a prophylai. How many of you have ever had somebody prophylai over you, right? Uh, yeah, seriously. There are people out there who will give prophylize over uh, other people. So we, wanna, we need to know, God, is that you speaking or is that a prophylai, right? We need, we need to know. We need to hear, God, is that you speaking? Because there are people out there who share misused words from God sometimes. Or how many of you, you've ever woken up in the morning and you had a dream and you're like, what was that, Right? Did I eat bad pizza? Was it that movie? Like, and you're questioning, or was that the enemy? Or God, is that you speaking, right? We need to know, God, is that you? God, is that you? Because sometimes people can give us a word, it can be off from God, or maybe we'll have a bad dream. We need to know, God, is that you speaking? And so as we dig in today, here's where we are. Here's where we are. It is my utmost desire, Johnson's as well, victory as a church, whether you're here or you're online, it is our desire that you would come away from this week and that you would come away from this Hearing God series and that you would know God is speaking and he wants to speak to you, that you would know and begin to feel and express and understand and hear and have a deeper relationship with Christ than you ever have before. That when you come in this room, that you wouldn't just leave with some great information, but that you would leave transformed. That you would leave transformed. Amen. Amen. And that you would learn how to hear God uniquely by the way that he designed you. Because let me tell you, it is not just about a person who's up with a microphone hearing God. It is all about you. And you have the ability to hear God's voice. When we look at John 10, 27 through 28, Johnson read this in the beginning of our series. It says, my own sheep will hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. I give to them the gift of eternal life and they will never be lost and no one has the power to snatch them out of my hands. That's a promise to you. That's a promise to me. That's a promise to you who are online. If you have said yes to Jesus, what the word is saying right there is you have the ability to hear God's voice. That is not reserved for just the elite group of people, right? That is for you. You have the ability to hear God's voice, whether it's through audibly you hear something through the word or through prayer, or through dreams and visions. I'll never forget uh, the first time I saw uh, a vision. I was probably five or six years old and uh, it was the middle of the night. I remember waking up just in this like panic and this fear. I think I had had a really bad dream and I remember sitting up in my bed, covers pulled up, you know, looking around like what's in my room, what's in my room, what's in my room? And then in the next moment, looking straight ahead where my door was, all of a sudden I saw Jesus or what I envisioned Jesus to look like pass from my brother's room into my sister and I's room and then go into my parents' room. 
And when that happened, this peace, the fear that was there left and this peace came over me. And this excitement and this joy like rose up in me. I couldn't wait the next morning. I remember the next morning going to breakfast. I'm like, mom, 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 Jesus came into my room last night. She's like, that's wonderful. I mean, she celebrated it with me, right? She was like, that's exciting. That's exciting. But listen, I get it. You might be in this room. You might be online and you're like, yeah, right, right. Maybe questioning, does God even do that? Or maybe you're going, well, that could never happen to me. Well, this was a supernatural expression, meaning this was originated by God. This was not originated by me. Five-year-old me is not gonna see originate, conjure up in my mind. No, this was a supernatural expression of God. God promised that this would happen because we serve a God who speaks supernaturally. So what does that mean when we talk about serving a God who speaks supernaturally? Yes, God speaks audibly as we talked about these last few weeks, but he also speaks supernaturally as well and visually in that that set. So in that you can hear God speak. I love what A.W. Tozer says. He says this. He says, the one who does not expect God to speak will discount every single time when God does speak. I wonder how many times God has been speaking to us, but we've discounted it. We've discounted it. So I wanna encourage you today. I wanna encourage you, God is speaking. He's speaking audibly, but he's also speaking supernaturally. God speaks supernaturally through dreams and visions. He speaks supernaturally through dreams and visions. We see this in Joel 2.28 in the scriptures. It says this, Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon, say it with me, all, right? Upon who? All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Now here's the thing. We see almost the same exact verse in Acts chapter two, verse 17. It says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon All, all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now, what I love about both of these, what I love about this is that this is not, we didn't just read Old Testament, we read New Testament as well. That what God said in the old, he said in the new. He's saying this just isn't for the old. Amen, yeah, you can clap about that, right? It is for now, that this is a now word from God. This is a now word from God for each and every one of us, that he wants to pour his spirit out upon all of us, each and every one of us in this room, those who are online. He wants to pour out his spirit on all of us. There will be prophecy, there will be dreams, there will be visions. And so what's the difference between a dream and a vision? What's the difference between a dream and a vision? A dream is this. A dream is an occurrence when you are sleeping as a means of revelation from God. God speaks to me a lot in dreams. I tell you, three or four times a week, he's speaking to me. I think, you know why I think it is at night? He's like, finally, you're quiet and you're still. Like, I can talk to you, you're listening, right? But he will speak to us at night in dreams to give us revelation from him. A vision is an occurrence when you are awake as a means of revelation from God. It's an occurrence when you're awake as a means of revelation from God. Many times you'll see something in prayer and God will just give you a vision. Lots of times um, you've heard Johnson do it. I know Pastor Darius has done it myself. God will give me a vision in prayer. When it comes time for prayer for healing, I will visually see a shoulder or a knee or a foot. And I hear the Lord saying, I wanna hear that with a word of knowledge. And he'll give me that 
to speak into, hey, I wanna heal in this moment. He'll visually show me that. And so we see a few examples of dreams and visions in the Bible. We see Joseph in Genesis, all about, uh, as Joseph in Genesis sees about his future, and man, that got him in trouble, didn't it? Like Joseph was like, hey, brothers, look at what I'm doing. Hey, look at what God said. And they're like, uh, we're gonna set you into slavery. Um, we see also in Matthew, we see in the book of Matthew, Joseph, God comes and speaks to him in a dream and he's encouraged. He said, hey, confirmation to take Mary as his wife, right? Paul receives direction in the book of Acts through a vision. God is speaking. He is speaking. It's clear all throughout the Bible through dreams and through visions. So I don't know about you. I'm a why girl. Any, any of you need to know why sometimes? All right, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. Like, I need to know why. So why does God speak supernaturally through dreams and visions? Why does he speak supernaturally through dreams and visions? The first thing is this, is to provide direction. To provide direction. In Acts 16, verse nine, it says, that night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in Northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia. God will speak through dreams to give us, hey, this is where I need you to go. Let me give you guidance. This is the direction I'm calling you to go in. Years ago, uh, before Johnson and I were um, uh, the fusion pastors, we were, or I'm sorry, before we were the Hamilton Mill pastors, we were the fusion young adult pastors. And one night, um, Johnson had a dream. Shortly after that, I had a dream. And in our dreams, although they were separate dreams, God used different imagery with us. We had the same theme, which we knew God was saying, hey, I'm calling you out. And we knew it was for another campus. He spoke to us through a dream and vision to give us that direction. And so in that, um, we were like, okay, it, it, God spoke to us saying, this is where I'm calling you to go. This is where I'm calling you to go. I'm giving you that, that direction. The second thing is this. God will speak through dreams and visions to provide warning and insight. God will speak to provide warning and insight. When we look at the book of Matthew in chapter two, uh, the wise men were excited. They're gonna go see Jesus. They go to see Jesus is born. He is here. Mary and Joseph, he comes, they come in on the scene. They're with Mary and Joseph. They're seeing Jesus. And then in verse 12, we see this. It says that when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Right after that, in verse 13, it says that right after, uh, it says that he spoke to Joseph in a dream to tell him to flee to Egypt with Jesus and Mary for Herod was gonna try and kill them. God will speak through a dream to give us warning or insight on something that's to come. Now listen, sometimes even in that with insight, he's gonna speak to an area of our heart that needs healing in our soul. We might not fully understand what he's trying to say in that. We might not fully understand why do I keep having this dream, but it's because the Lord is saying, hey, I need to touch. I wanna give you insight. This part right here, this needs to be touched by me. He will speak through a dream to give you insight of an area that needs healing in your heart. For this, this was like, hey, you need to flee. You need to flee out of this city. It might be for you to get out of a relationship. It might be for something that's causing you damage or causing you pain. God's saying, hey, I need you to leave this. God will speak to give us warning and insight. He'll speak to give us direction. And the third thing is this. God will speak through dreams and visions for promise, for promise, to remind us of his promises. 
I'm not gonna read it because it's long, but in the book of Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 22, you can, you can read it later, but we, we see the scripture where Jacob dreamed of a ladder and a stairway going up and down to heaven. And the Lord spoke to him in the dream, repeating the promise that he had given to, his, to the father Abraham, which was this, is that I'm gonna make you a father of many nations. Abraham had Isaac and Isaac had Jacob. It was a promise that had been spoken years before, decades before. And God was saying, hey, this promise, this is still true. This is still alive for today. So God speaks supernaturally through dreams and visions, but he also speaks to us supernaturally through prophecy. He also speaks to us supernaturally through prophecy. And we see prophecy all throughout the, the Bible in the Old Testament and New Testament, but the apostle Paul gives us direction in the New Testament on how churches are to be conducted in the New Testament and instructions on how people should prophesy to one another, right? How somebody should give a word of prophecy to someone else. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, three says this, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them and comforts them. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Let me say this. A prophetic word should encourage you and uplift you. It should not leave you feeling shamed or condemned. I'm gonna say it again. A prophetic word should encourage you and uplift you, not leave you feeling shamed or condemned. Some of you need to write that down to remember that. Uh, about... Uh, a few years ago, I had a friend of mine call me. She's in full-time ministry. And she has a ministry that she does. She called me distraught and just um, teary and weepy and just like confused and just frustrated, like just like all out of sorts. I said, hey, what's, what's, what's going on? And she said, I went to this Christian conference and this woman came up to me who had a word from God for me. And I said, well, tell me, you know, what was that word from God? So over the next five to 10 minutes, she began to tell me that this woman began to tell her all about her past and who she was before Christ. She began to speak of all the sins of her past and condemn her for the sins of her former life. And in that moment, it jarred her so much that she, it actually made her question her salvation and made her question, am I, am I even saved? Have I just been living a lie? Can I tell you something? God is not gonna send someone to you with a word from God to condemn you, to condemn you or take you to your past. Yeah. The Bible tells us this. Listen, if you've said yes to God, what does the word say? It says that the old things have passed away. All things have become brand new. That there is no condemnation found in Christ Jesus. God is not gonna condemn you. Now, I will say this, to strengthen you, God will strengthen you, and sometimes he uses other people to strengthen you. So with that, you might have a friend or a leader come alongside you to say something you to strengthen you, which means this, it might not feel good, but here's what I know. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It won't be to tear you down, but to strengthen you, to help build you up in who you're called to be as a son or daughter of God. Now listen, I know I joked about prophylias. I did. My friend, she just gave me a great word this week, prophylias. I was like, man, I'm gonna use that. Um, prophylias. But let me, let me ask this question. Have you ever had somebody prophylia over you and you're like, God, is that you? Okay, I have. Let me just say, 
Before I met Johnson, I had some, some guys tell me like, God has told me you are called to be my wife. I don't, well, he didn't tell me that, right? Prophet lying all over me. That ain't true. Listen, people will use God's name to get something they want sometimes, right? They will. That, thank you, Jesus. I didn't fall for that. Um, but I, I do want to say this. I do just want to take a moment and say this, that as a leader and as a pastor, um, I just want to take a moment and repent to you. If you have had somebody, I use jokingly prophesy, but literally speak a lie or curse over your life, right? To tear you down and condemn you, not to strengthen you, but to condemn you. I just want to repent to you and say that I'm sorry. I just want to say that I'm sorry. We are not called to tear one another down, but to build one another up, to encourage and strengthen and uplift one another. A prophetic word should affirm and confirm something that the Lord is already doing in your heart and not leave you confused. You should not be confused. You shouldn't walk away going, what was that? I'm not quite sure, right? It should make sense to you. You should have clarity. You should feel it. You should know. It should make sense and be clear to you. Um, before Johnson and I came on staff, before we were even the Fusion Young Adult Pastors, I'll never forget, there was a traveling pastor who came through. I'm like eight or nine months pregnant with Jeremiah. I'm like, I mean, like, I am full baby, like swollen everywhere. And uh, he's coming through. He's praying for people at the end of service. It's really good. And, you know, Johnson and I, of course, we want, hey, there's a man who gives prophetic words. Yeah, I want you to pray over me. What's God going to say? I want you to encourage me. So I remember we're standing there at the end of service and he comes up and he puts his hand on Johnson and he's like, I hear God saying, God's saying, you're called to be a worship leader, a worship leader. <laughs> Listen, my husband can sing, but he can't sing. You know what I'm saying? He is no Montel Jordan. So I'm like, babe. And so we're like, oh, okay. You know, comes next to me and he's like, I hear the Lord saying, I hear God saying that, uh, that, man, you're just, you're called to children, you think. I'm like nine months pregnant, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm about to have a baby. Um, so, <laughs> you know, this guy had an encouraging word from God. He, he felt, he sensed, he knew that we were called to ministry, but he put his own little spin on it, right? Trying to tell us what God was saying, but it didn't line up, right? It shouldn't, it should confirm and affirm what the Lord is already speaking to you in your heart. And so thank God we didn't hold on to that. And when Pastor Dennis called, say, nope, Johnson is supposed to lead worship. He's supposed to be on the stage leading a song. We did not hold on to that uh, one bit. So <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so what do we do, right? So this guy had that encouraging word. So what did we do? We had to take that information and we had to figure out, we had to get discernment and understanding, get clarity on God, what are you saying about this? God, is that you? God, what are you saying? So how do we figure out, God, is that you speaking? Is that you speaking? Is that the enemy? Is it somebody else's narrative speaking, Lord? Is it the enemy? How do we figure out, God, is that you speaking? Um, we have to get clarity to know for that. How many of you remember the game uh, Stoplight? Red light, yellow light, green light when you're a kid? 
right? It's like one person's up front and they're like behind and they're like, red light, green light, and you're like running fast, like who can get to the front? Because I want to be the one who's calling those things out, right? Just, um, I love, God gave me this visual um, when we're t- talking about getting clarity on God speaking, whether audibly or whether visually, he gave me the, I like to use the, the, the red light, yellow light, green light method. And so to know that God is speaking, the first thing we have to do is we got to slow down, right? That yellow light means slow down. When we see something visually from God or we hear something, we get a prophetic word before we floor it through that intersection of life, right? How many, an accident can happen if you floor it through a yellow light. Let's be real, right? We have to slow down to discern and get clarity on God is this you speaking. We don't want to move too quickly. Um, how many of you have teenage drivers in the room? All right, I got a teenage driver in the room. Y'all pray for your girl because he's about to be 16. Uh, Next month, he's got his learner's permit right now. I know, woo, it's right. So uh, when Jeremiah, our oldest, first got his permit, I took him to the DMV that day to get his permit. And uh, you know, of course, as soon as he gets, he's mom, let me drive, mom, 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 mom. Can I drive, mom, mom? I'm like, slow down, like, hold on. So I'm like calculating my hind. Okay, let me see. Can I? Okay. Yes, you can drive these back roads. All right. So I get through all the highway stuff. We pull over and get to a spot where I'm like, okay, he can drive now. We're just on back roads going to the house. This boy gets in the driver's seat. Right? And so he starts driving. Here comes the yellow light. So what does he do? He floors it. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I'm like looking for the fake break. I'm like, there's no fake break here. I'm grabbing the handle, Jesus. You know, I'm like crying out to God. Woo, gonna give mama a heart attack here, right? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I mean, I thought yellow means we floor it. We gotta get through the light, mom. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yellow means we slow down. We slow down. We want to get clarity on what God is saying. And in order to do that, first thing we have to do is slow down to know, God, is that you speaking? Lamentations 3.25 says this. It says that the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. Man, he's saying, just slow down, wait for me. Slow down and wait for me. The second thing, right, when we come to know God is that you, is we have to stop. We have to stop and we have to ask the question. Is the word that I've heard or the vision that I've seen or the dream that I've had or what I feel like God's saying in prayer, does this line up with God's word and his character? Does this line up with God's word and his character? Psalm 119, 105 says this, truth shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Is it clear to you? Is it clear? Because God is not gonna speak something that's contrary to what he's already said. He doesn't change his mind, right? Scripture will support his voice and his voice will support scripture. Is what he said clear and does it line up with God's word? We also have to stop and ask the question, is this affirmed by God's counsel? Is this affirmed by God's counsel? Meaning mature believers, mature believers. Listen, especially when we're learning to hear God's voice, it's important to submit what you think you hear to mature believers, right? Whether it's a dream, vision, one, any of those things, um, because we have to submit that to mature believers, those who have practiced listening 
discerning and hearing his voice. Don't be asking your best friend, your mama, your daddy, throwing it out on social media. No, like we have to learn and hear from, does this align with mature believers? Can they affirm it? And are they somebody who's been spot on with confirming what God says, right? When I told you, Johnson and I both had those dreams about the future campus of Hamilton Mill years ago, you know what we did? We took those dreams to Pastor Dennis and Pastor Colleen. We said, Pastor Dennis, Pastor Colleen, listen, we're not going anywhere. We stopped. We're not going anywhere. But God gave Johnson this dream. God gave me this dream. The same theme, it was different imagery, but the same thing. We're not going anywhere, but we wanna submit this to you. We took it to seasoned believers and they said that lines up with what God is speaking in our hearts and where we feel like victory is going as a church. Does godly counsel affirm it? Does godly counsel affirm it? Proverbs 24, six says this. It says, for by wise counsel, you will wage your own war, but in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. There is safety when you take that before godly counsel, mature believers. All right, the third, when we're at that stop sign, listen, I know sometimes we get ready to go, right? You ever feel like you're at a stoplight and you feel like, hey, I think they've already gone like two or three light cycles before I have? Come on, I mean, right? Third thing is this, we have to say, do I have peace from God? Do I have peace from God? The spirit of God will accompany, whether it's a prophetic word, a dream, or a vision, whatever God is ministering to you, you will have peace. If it is torment, if it is fear, right? If it's that panic rising up inside you, right? That's not from God. Like even if there is a warning, God will give you the clarity of peace. Do you have peace from God? Right, so I'm gonna see, does this line up with God's character? I'm gonna see, is this affirmed by God's counsel? And then do I have peace? Colossians 3.15 says this. It says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Saying the peace rules in our heart. It's not just here. It's here. It's here. So line up with God's word and character. Is it affirmed by God's counsel, right? Godly, mature believers. And then do I have peace that comes from you, God? Because when God is speaking, you're gonna get confirmation on all three, not just one. Listen, I get it. The stopping sometimes and the waiting, you're like, come on, I'm ready to go, right? We're ready to hit that gas pedal. But we wanna hear clearly from here. We wanna know God is speaking, so we wanna wait for those things to line up. Because as they do, what do we get to do? We get to go. Woo! We get to press down that gas pedal and we get to accelerate with God. And so, how do we accelerate with God? We get to go. We go in prayer. We go in prayer. We get to go in prayer. And so, with that, as we move forward with Him, we pray for His continued revealed will. We pray for His wisdom. We pray for His discernment. We pray for His heart. We pray for others and we pray for our situations. And let me just encourage you with this. When God gives us that green light to go, right? We don't wanna floor it. We don't need to speed through it. As we pray and obey, we need to rest and trust in him. Speed limits are there for a reason, right? So as we get out on the highway, sometimes we're gonna, God might take us a little faster through one thing than he does through something else. We need to rest and trust in him knowing as Jeremiah 1.12 says that the Lord says this, the Lord said to me, 
You have seen correctly, for I watch over my word to accomplish it. When God is speaking to you, whether audibly or visually, showing you something, no. He's saying, hey, I'll watch over my word to accomplish it. You don't have to make it happen. I'll make it happen. He says, I'll make that happen for you. He will watch over it to make sure it's seen through. So as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, I'm a visual learner. Um, and just like I shared with you, um, you know, the visions that, uh, the vision God had given me as a young girl um, at five or six years old, um, man, God has spoken to me many times throughout my life, but there were also some moments where God wasn't necessarily speaking to me in my life. And uh, I remember that moment at five years old very clearly, God walking through and me seeing him. But as I went through my life, um, I went through some, some different things. I made some mistakes. Um, I made some not so good choices. I ventured astray. I went through some really traumatic things. And um, in the moment of all those um, I began to look to other things to just bring me comfort and bring me joy. Um, whether it was alcohol, whether it was drugs or promiscuity in relationships. Um, I even dabbled in some new age things at one point just because of the things that I had gone through. And I had gotten to this place in my, and space in my life where I couldn't hear God. I didn't even know if he was still there. God, are you there? Are you even speaking? Do you even love me anymore? I remember I was so depressed and so angry and so hurt. I had all this pain inside that I even contemplated suicide. I remember thinking maybe I just should end it. I didn't, obviously, I'm here today. Um, but in that as well, I remember um, you know, think, well, maybe I'll just run away. And I think I ran away for like two or three hours. And I was like, ah, that's not a big deal. I'll just, I'll go back home, right? And went back home and, um, but as I was going through all these things, what I began to realize is that there was interference in my life. There were things that I allowed to come in and interfere in my relationship with God and hearing God and feeling God, and sensing God. See, the Bible tells us that God never changes. Since he never changes, he never casts a shifting shadow. And in this moment, it's not that God had moved, but I had moved. See, God was here. He's waiting for me. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna turn my back. I'm gonna look at these other things. And I had walked up here. Where are you? Where are you? I can't hear you. God was still there, but I had moved. So even though God doesn't change, how many of you know we can change our thoughts? We can change our plans, right? We can make decisions to move away and allow things to interfere in our relationship with him. And when we do that, it hinders us from hearing his voice, whether audibly or if you're visual like me, seeing things through imagery, right? See, God never stopped speaking to me. I just allowed all those things in between. And I got to this point of desperation. So one night, I remember I went to a church event and uh, 
I can't even tell you what the pastor was talking about. But I was desperate for change. I was desperate for healing. I was desperate for God to do something in me. And I remember going to church that night and I just started to have a conversation at God. Anybody ever have a conversation at God? Yeah, right? That's not you asking him for feedback. It's usually you just yelling at him. Um, well, that was me that night anyway, yelling at him. And I began to tell him how angry I was, began to tell him how hurt I was, began to tell him how frustrated I was. But then I said, God, I'm, I'm done, I'm tired, I'm tired. I don't wanna carry this pain anymore. I don't wanna carry this pain anymore. It's unbearable. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of feeling this way, feeling like nobody's there. If you're there, I need to know that you care. If you're there, I need to feel your presence. If you're there, I need to hear your voice. I wanna hear you again. And I just said, I'm sorry for turning my back on you. It was almost like my one last, like, here you go, God, if you're actually there. As my eyes were closed in that moment, as I just surrendered and just said, I'm sorry for turning my back on you, all of a sudden I saw a vision. I saw a glass with some water in it. Actually, it had less water than this in it. And there was a pitcher of water next to it. And I heard the Lord say, Summer, this glass represents you and it represents your life. You've poured yourself out to so many things, but all they've done is left you feeling empty. But here's what I wanna do in this moment. And in the next moment, visually I saw the glass and I saw the pitcher and I saw it just begin to pour in and it began to overflow. And when that happened in that moment, I remember something breaking off of me in that moment. The fear, the pain, the hurt that I had carried for so long. Something broke off. And this peace began to come over me. This joy began to come over me as I slowed down and I stopped and I engaged with him, knowing that he pours his spirit out upon all people, all people. And when that happened, I chose to go deeper with him as I received his love and his presence and his spirit upon me. God was speaking. As a reminder in Acts chapter two, in the last days, he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. We've been in this series about hearing God for the last few weeks. And maybe you're in this room, you've heard, right? You've heard these messages. You've heard how God wants to speak to you through his word and through prayer. He also wants to speak to you through dreams and through visions. He also wants to speak to you through encouragement from others. Sometimes you just need to ask. Maybe you're in this room and, or you're online and you've heard God speak before. Maybe you find yourself in a situation just like I did. 
Maybe you have interference between you and God, but today you want to surrender and allow him to pour his spirit out upon you. Maybe you're in this room and I joke about prophesies, but you've had lies spoken over you and you've been shamed or you feel condemned. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Maybe there's some things that God wants to reveal in your heart you just wanna repent for today. Maybe you need to reject those lies that have been spoken over you. Or maybe you've never made a decision to follow Christ, but today you wanna do that. I said it in the beginning and I fully meant it. It is my heart's desire. It is Johnson's heart's desire, Victory Church's desire, that you would come to know and experience a deeper, fuller relationship with Christ and that you would hear him uniquely by the way he designed you because he's, it is not meant for you to just hear on a Sunday. He wants to speak to you all throughout the week as you go, whether you're in your car, whether you're at work, wherever you are. He desires to speak to you and he's designed for you to hear him and he pours his spirit about on all people. So if you find yourself in any of those places, I'm gonna pray and then I want the believers, I'm gonna pray, I want the believers around us to pray with me as well. Maybe you need to reconnect to him today. Maybe you need to say yes today for him for the first time. Let me just say this. God is not asking for you to come. You're not gonna have to come with a list of all the rights and all of those things. He's just saying, hey, he's just waiting for you. He's just waiting for you. He's saying, would you just come to me? He's just waiting for you to come and surrender to him. And so I wanna pray. I want the believers to pray this with me, but if you find yourself in any of those positions, I want you to just pray this as well with me. Let's say this together. Father God, I come to you today and I find myself in a place of knowing I've had interference in my life. I've looked to other things to satisfy me. I've held on to things I need to give to you and I'm not walking in full surrender of relationship with you. But today, I wanna make that change. I repent for allowing other things to steal my affections and loyalty to you. And right now, I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for forgiving me. I surrender to you and I receive your forgiveness and I turn back towards you. In this moment, I'm asking, God, would you come speak to me? Thank you that I can hear your voice audibly, visually, through your word, through prayer, through dreams and visions. I wanna know your voice and I wanna know your heart. Thank you that you pour your spirit upon all flesh I receive that for myself now, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for your sons and your daughters who are in this room and who are also online. God, I thank you that it is your desire, Lord, it is your desire for us to hear your voice, that we have the ability to hear your voice. So Lord, that you would make that real and known and sealed upon the hearts of every believer in this room. Lord, that you would open their ears to hear, their eyes to see visually, Lord, what the spirit of the Lord is saying. I thank you that you are a God who loves and God, you want relationship with us for the rest of our days. That Lord, in relationship with you, there are pleasures forevermore, Father. 
So Lord, those things that had died maybe in people's hearts, Lord, that would you begin to reawaken, Lord, remind them of who they are in Christ Jesus in this moment. Lord, would you come in and confirm the gifts and the callings that you placed in people's hearts, in their minds, and in their lives, Lord. Affirm those things within them, Lord, those things that they've doubted, Lord, the lies that have been spoken in the previous, Lord, we call those null and void. And Lord, I thank you for your truth that it's coming now in the name of Jesus. God, I bless them. I bless your sons and daughters in this room. I bless your people, Father. I bless this church. And I thank you, Lord, that they can hear your voice. Begin to speak to us, Lord. It's our heart's desire to grow closer and closer to you and to know you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're gonna sing this song. We're gonna go into the song of worship. It's called Have My Heart. It's called Have My Heart. And as we sing this song, I want you to engage with God. I want you to just get into a posture of hearing from him. Listen, if you wanna stand, stand. If you wanna sit, sit. Whatever's comfortable for you, okay? And I want you to just ask him the question, God, do I have interference with you? Right? is there something hindering me from hearing you clearly? God, what do you want to show me? And remember, it's going to line up with his character, right? It's going to line up with God's character and nature. Lord, can godly believers affirm what he's saying? And do you have peace about what he's saying? You'll have all three. So let's slow down in this moment. Let's stop. Engage with the Lord so that we can go with him as we move forward today, transformed with his revelation. And it's my heart's desire in this moment that he, and I believe he's gonna pour out his spirit on you, all people, because that's the desire of his heart. Amen. All right, we're gonna go to the Lord and worship.